Welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. Joining me for uh, the eighth time on the show. I don't know if that's true, but you're back again. Vinny Lanford. Howdy-do. Thanks for being on the show. And we're, we're going to talk. You already saw it on the, the episode headline, but we're talking the history of Halloween. And by that, I mean, I did a bunch of research and I hope it's not incorrect. <laughs> uh, and Vinny, I asked you to be on this show because I, I know you love Halloween. You're a, you're a horror movie fan. You love Halloween. Uh, so I know you've, you're just as passionate about Halloween as I am. Oh yeah. It was a big deal from growing up and until now in my household, Mm -hmm. Halloween is a big deal. Well, and just before we turn the mics on here, you, uh, showed me your candy stash. What'd you say you had 590 treat bags, 690 treat bags ready to roll for Halloween night for the trick or treat. Yeah. So if that's any, if you're questioning is Vinny Lanford qualified (laughs) to be on the history of Halloween episode? Uh, there you go. That those are his qualifications. There's 600 of them. I almost, I almost find Halloween to be a more selfless holiday than Christmas, as far as as an adult goes. Because mm-hmm. you are, because candy is not cheap. Yeah, the good <laughs> candy by, too, especially. But, yeah, all killer, no filler. Mm-hmm. And then for the sole purpose of just giving it away. Yeah, for for no other reason other than. To just give it away, merriment. Yeah, and you, you, you broke down your your uh, snack bag there. You got a, you had a Snickers, a Twix, you had a sucker, you had some vampire fangs, and you had a Rice Krispie treat. Yes, which is important if you're handing out candy. Maybe consider some of those kids that can't have chocolate or nuts. I told you, Vinny, that we only hand out peanuts, <laughs> which. Unshelled, unsalted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just from my hand into your bag. My grandma used to just pop popcorn and her popcorn popper and put it in sandwich bags and give it to kids. Like you could never, ever, ever do that now. No, that's immediately getting weeded out. As far as yes, don't eat that. Yes, and the reason I and I always put those vampire fangs in the bags. I used to just buy them and watch for the kids who didn't have a costume, Mm -hmm. and I would casually like. Slide them over one that had fangs in it, but now I just put fangs in every every bag. Yeah, yeah. It's a you know. What uh, do you remember? Some of your costumes that you had as a kid? Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I probably remember all of them. <laughs> what two were your a, favorites? Oh man, I went as Max Headroom. If you remember what Max Headroom is, I've heard of Coca-Cola it. I don't. I'm not too familiar with it, but is the old Coca Cola thing where it was like this uh, computer generated face and a tv and he kind of mm-hmm. had the stuttery thing they do a bit on it back to the future too mm-hmm. anyway i had a cardboard tv that my dad had painted up for me uh mm-hmm. cut the front out and had milk caps for the knobs and okay. a sheet around the bottom that went all the way to the floor and i had a max headroom mask that was one of my favorites mm-hmm. um i went as the grim reaper in second grade mm-hmm. <laughs> my grandma made the the robe for me um Let's see. I one can is tell the Frankenstein you one, monster. It was just yeah. fun shit like that. I, one year I was a mime, uh, and I we had which is <laughs> not the most masculine costume, but you know when you're this masculine, you don't have to flex it. That's uh, fair. And I had a sign around my neck that said "trick or treat," and then it, you flip it over and said "thank you." That's one of my most memorable ones because I didn't have to talk all night. I just showed you what it was. <laughs> what about when you win a Steve Urkel? 
Uh, no, that was my brother. My oh, brother. I thought you went, I thought you no. went as Steve Urkel. Okay. Well, he he's uh he died. Thanks for bringing that up. But so you can't be. Uh, there's a picture somewhere. I I won't post it, and you'll know why. But I'm the Red Power Ranger. Uh, no, I, no mask. We're in my grandma's uh living room, and I'm not wearing the mask. And for some reason, I could have been like uh, chill. What is it? Children of the Damned. Just stone face creepy kid and then my brother was steve urkel but uh, i assume it was my mom's decision you know <laughs> steve urkel looks a certain way and boy did my brother look that way <laughs> like he was a uh, blackface and at 11 or 12 of course times are times have changed and you would never do that now but to think back oh my god just <laughs> black and it's it wasn't even like it wasn't like an adult man doing that. It was a kid. So again, you shouldn't do that anyway, but looking back, you're like, Oh God. <laughs> Good times. And you know, he would say today, did I do that? <laughs> say no, mom did that. Yes. Yes. My mom, she's still alive. So you can crucify her if you want to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that one, I was, I think it was a werewolf one year. There, there's those standards. You were the Frankenstein monster. There's yep. a werewolf. I'm sure many people were a, a vampire. I did that too. Uh, one year, my brother was the headless horseman and my grandpa made that. And it was like a thing you put on your body that makes you look taller. Of course, you can uh -huh. see out the middle of it or whatever. So some of those like that, you part of me misses that ingenuity because I, I don't think too many people make a costume anymore, you know? Those definitely stand out when the trick-or-treaters come through. When you see the kids whose parents have gone the distance for them mm -hmm. and have a really cool homemade costume. My favorite one a few years ago was when this kid hops out of the car in front of the house. He was probably four years old mm -hmm. uh, wearing a Flash costume, the DC Comics superhero, The Flash. Yeah. And he took three running steps and tripped and fell right on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and it took everything in my being to not laugh loud enough for them to hear it. But man, was it funny to me to watch a kid dress as the flash trip over his own feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'd be like about like somebody, some kid dresses the Hulk asking his mom to open up the candy because he's not strong enough. Yeah, Same good effect. Stuff. Good stuff. Um, and we will talk about some of the most popular uh, Halloween costumes. If we have enough time, Vince. Gotcha. Uh, now, I some of this is uh, a lot of this is from uh, history.com, as in historychannel.com. But uh, so that's one of one of my main sources. We're some of this is very like history where I'm reading to you. And if you have anything in uh, <laughs> thing, you want to chime. So I'm going to try and get through this because I don't want to make it so boring that you're just listening to a history type podcast. But uh Halloween's origins date back to uh, ancient Celtic festival, and it, it's written as uh, Sam Hain, but that's not how you say that, Vinny. Did you know that? Because mm -hmm. a lot of saw Sawin is how you would say it, but even in the Halloween movies with Michael Myers, they're they're throwing around the Sam Haynes all the time. Okay. Uh, the Celtics who lived two thousand years years ago around Ireland and the UK and France celebrated uh Samhain on November 1st uh and they believed that uh between October 31st and November 1st that's when the veil between the dead and the living was, was the, the most thinnest. thin yeah yes 
So that's why we could get uh, monsters and goblins coming through. Uh, to commemorate the event, the Druids, which were uh, Celtic priests, built huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. Celtics wore costumes typically consisting of animal heads and skins and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. When the celebration was over, they all relit their uh, their fires in their house and their hearths uh, with that with that bonfire that they just lit outside in hopes that that fire would keep them safe over the coming winter. And is that also where the uh, the animal skins and stuff also to disguise themselves so that they wouldn't be bothered by the by the ghouls, ghouls and stuff and that night? Yeah. I, we we will have something like that a little later, but I imagine that's probably part of it is to scary the scary things off if you're dressed as a bull, yeah, or whatever. You know, um, did you have you ever had a, your fortune told or anything like that? I think I had a buddy at one time that kind of messed with tarot cards a bit. Mm-hmm. I I would like to think that I'm not a superstitious person in most cases, mm-hmm. but when things like this start to happen, uh, my Judeo-Christian upbringing tends yep. to rear its head, and I tend to say, Mm-mm, and scurry the other direction. Yeah. <clears throat> I yeah. suddenly am very superstitious. I'm about a, things like that i did uh i put in i was in the in the can for 13 years in catholic school <laughs> so even if i don't believe that stuff anymore uh it's in your head you're just like you can't not yeah. unwire your brain from certain things yeah it'll always be there it'll always influence and you're never fully rid of it and and the reason is because you were indoctrinated from birth. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is why it'll always be with you as it is with me. Uh, so yeah, things like uh, tarot cards and Ouija boards and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I tend to kind of steer clear of. Uh, now did, were you, uh, we'll probably talk about this a little later in the show, but did you guys, I, I went to Catholic school. I don't know if you went to Catholic school or just were religious, but were you allowed to wear your Halloween costumes to school? Yes, we were. Uh, my upbringing was Protestant, mm-hmm. uh, specifically Salvation Army from like birth okay. until like uh, 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. At that point, there was a scandal <clears throat> where one of the people who had gone to the church was convicted of molesting his own granddaughter. Okay, that's funny. So, Hilarious. Yeah, so <laughs> my mom decided that she would remove us from that church and to get us away from stuff like that. We started going to Catholic church. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, by, I think it was age 14, I was anointed into the Catholic church Mm -hmm. for anybody who's familiar with it. I don't believe I ever had communion before because by the time I was 15, my parents basically were like, all right, it's your choice, whether or not you want to go. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. uh, I've never been back with any any kind of regularity. It's been for events for other family members that I've never really. Yeah. But yes, uh, to answer the the other side of that question, yes, we, we there were no restrictions on Halloween costumes. My dad, my dad dabbled dabbled in makeups and latex appliances mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. Uh, I'm actually named after Vincent Price because that was Dad's favorite actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> my house. Halloween was a big celebration. My dad had a book, which I now have over in my case. 
there's a Dick Smith's do it yourself monster makeup. Mm -hmm. And we would, every year he would get that out. My brother and I would go through it and would pick out a makeup we wanted him to do. And that would be what we would do for the year. So yeah. Yeah. And my my 15 year old son's mind was just blown recently when he saw a picture of my kindergarten class where we were in costume. Mm -hmm. And it was like those old Ben Cooper vacuum form masks and the, the shitty creepiest plastic costumes smock. possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you couldn't breathe or see out of that uh, that would he, get the moisture in your face yeah yeah and he couldn't believe that we were allowed to wear costumes at school because he's never known that really that like they don't uh, they don't do halloween at your kid's school nope not at all even when they were little i remember That's my nuts my brother's 12 years younger than me and he even when he was in school, it started getting to a point where, okay, you can dress up, but you can't have anything that covers your face. Okay. Uh, you can dress up, but it has to be like an animal. It can't be anything scary. So yeah. it was slowly getting whittled, whittled away mm -hmm. over those years. And I don't know that a whole lot of schools, I could be wrong in other areas, still do it. But my kid's 15. He never has known That's Halloween crazy. party at school. Yeah, the parade through the classrooms and all mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Which uh, you mentioned your brother, you and your brother doing makeup. You mean Isaac, right? Yes. Isaac is four years younger than me. Mm -hmm. My brother Thor is 12 years younger than me. Good. You got a good uh, family names. Vincent, <laughs> Isaac, and Thor. And, Thor. Yep. and yep. I, and for you listening, uh, Isaac is the Isaac uh, that's been on the show as well. I think we just did uh, late night TV staples and daytime TV staples. So that is also the Isaac Lanford. So if you're familiar with that, because <laughs> your dad, you guys had, uh, you did videos back in the day with a, a band that you had called Devil's Brew. Yes. Uh, and I don't think that they're on YouTube anymore. But there, there's one called They've not Devil's aged Brew. well. Yeah, some of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, might as well be back with my brother's picture. Uh, <laughs> but there's one called Devil's Brew meets the Wolf Man, and your dad plays the Wolf Man in that, yes. and it's very like great makeup. I was even surprised back in the day how great that looked. And he did. That's all his. He did that all himself. He used to, as he would go out around Halloween time to bars to try to win costume contests mm -hmm. with these elaborate makeups and stuff that he would do. And he got tired of doing it because number one, they wouldn't announce the winners until well after midnight because they want you to stay and drink. Of course. Yeah. And he was tired of losing to a guy dressed as a joint <laughs> who was a regular who they knew was going to spend all the prize money in the bar. You know? Yeah. So he, he stopped doing that years ago, quit putting in that effort, but. Yeah, he always had really super elaborate Halloween costumes like that when we were kids. Uh, well, let's uh, we'll talk about Halloween costumes here in a minute, also. But let's jump. For, we had the Celtics with their rituals, and then along come would you know it, Vinny, the Romans. Never heard uh, of them. Yeah, uh, they have a uh, there's they have a couple pizza places, Little Caesars and Noble Romans. Okay, all right. Yeah, now you're talking my speed. Uh, <laughs> by 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory, and over the next 400 years, uh, the festivals uh, that were very similar, uh, the Roman festivals kind of merged with the Celtic festivals. And those two festivals that are kind of a lot, a lot like uh, Samhain were uh, Feralia, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. And the second was uh, to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. And her symbol was the apple, which I think they kind of speculate where we get bobbing for apples. Yes. 
Yes, I have heard that as well. And basically, it's it's two different cultures, but what it really boils down to is they're they're the end of the season, their harvest holidays, mm-hmm. more or less. Yeah, shit's about to get bad. Let's have yeah. one last hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the ninth century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands, where it gradually blended and uh, supplemented older uh, Celtic rites. In 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. It's widely believed that today the church was attempting to replace the Celtic Festival of the Dead with a related church sanctioned holiday. So essentially they're like, you know, don't, don't give them your money unless you want to give it to us over here, which we kind of do the same thing a little bit, you know, Uh I I think they say a lot, a lot like Christmas is kind of a blend of a lot of things, but it's just, let's kind of get these people over to our side. Mm -hmm. Uh, All souls day was celebrated similarly to, uh, Saw when include including big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in co- and costumes such as saints and angels and devils. Uh, the saints, all uh, the All Saints Day was also called All Hallows or All Hallows Eve, and then that's how we get Halloween. Uh, then we get all that comes to the United States uh, and colonial New England. They didn't really do all that stuff because they were Protestants like you guys. <laughs> Uh, but we got a lot of Halloween traditions in Maryland and then the Southern colonies, uh, and then European ethnic groups in America, uh, Native Americans all kind of meshed together and uh, formed a distinctly American version of Halloween, uh, which we get that they had stuff called play parties, which were essentially public festivals. And then in the 19th century, we had a flood of new immigrants, many of which were fleeing Ireland from the Irish potato famine. And that's why how we get the uh, kind of the modern day Halloween that we get today. Because originally the uh, jack o' lantern was carved from a turnip, correct? That's true. And we yeah. will uh, we will jump into the 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 turnip stuff here in a second because we didn't have a lot of turnips back in the day, apparently. <laughs> but the history of trick or treating. This is you know this is something I just did as a kid, and you probably did as a kid, and I don't know why, but it's just. They just say, hey, you dress up in costume and you get candy. And candy was all I really needed. Right. That's uh, currency. Now, does your kid go trick-or-treating currently? He's 15. And yes, he and his buddies will still go out. But they've all grown like six inches since last mm-hmm. year. And I have a feeling a lot of doors are going to get closed on them this year. It's it's one of those where like, man, you just you show up at my door, costume or not. If you want some candy, you can have some candy. I'm I'm that way to a degree. I it depends on what age you are, whether you're mm-hmm. in a costume or not. If you're a if you're a child and you show up to my door and you don't have a costume, I don't care. I don't know what your situation is. Mm-hmm. What also why I get you, give you vampire fangs. Yeah, you know, so you have something. If you are grown and come to my door without a costume mm-hmm. i'll probably hand it over but but you're going to get some side eye from me on it you know <laughs> yeah but i had a guy who was probably third he had to be he had to be my age in his 30s or 40s and he came walking up uh with like some zombie makeup it looks like he applied it with a paintball gun uh-huh. and he came up and uh i gave him his candy and he says thanks big dog and just walks away 
<laughs> I don't mind a grown ass man painting his face and coming out and trick or treating. That doesn't bother me. But if but if you're grown and you come up to me with no costume on, I'm I'm starting to be like, all right, man, put in a little effort. I would love to see just a grown Hank Hill wearing teenage <laughs> Hank Hill's devil costume. That still <laughs> makes my heart happy. <laughs> now let's jump into the history of trick or treating. Uh, Barring from European traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, a practice that eventually became today's trick-or-treating. Uh, young women believed that on Halloween they could predict the name or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn or mirrors. So I don't I don't know what tricks they're doing with yarn, Vinny, but it <laughs> seems pretty lame to me. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty, pretty, uh, pretty lame. Yeah, uh, in the late eighteen hundreds, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly uh, get-togethers than about ghosts and pranks and witchcraft. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became popular. Uh, parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything quote frightening or grotesque. Uh, out of the Halloween celebrations because of uh, these efforts, Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. So just as they did in your kid's school, yeah. they kind of took out the the scary part, which I can, I not, not, all, not all of it has to be bloody or headless people. Some of it can, you can be a, pres- a princess or you can be the Hulk. That's fun yeah. too, you know? Yeah, I that that's a debate. I worked in the haunted haunted attraction industry for several years, and I still go to a lot of the larger conventions in the in the region. And one thing you'll always get in these groups on Facebook of these people, oh, well, my neighbor's bitching about my display again out in my yard, and you look, and it's like this hyper realistic mm-hmm. Walking Dead type thing. It's like, well, yeah, man, no shit. Like I I'm I am a person who. There's room for both things, but they have their place. Yeah. Leave that haunted house shit in the haunted house. Mm-hmm. To me, I like the the mischief of the mm-hmm. holiday of Halloween. I like the the innocence of it. I like a green-faced witch. Mm-hmm. I like a, a skeleton white sheet. Yes, I like a white sheet ghost. Uh these things are all very traditional classic american halloween to mm-hmm. me yeah now uh there, there was just in like uh, i'm on the next door neighbor app the next door app i don't know if you're on that essentially mm-hmm. it'd be I like your so. your community facebook group page i do have one like that yeah i ignore uh, it a lot <laughs> and uh, i would uh, if they're listening please uh unsubscribe me because i've asked you several times <laughs> but there was somebody did post recently that somebody had uh a couple nooses in their front yard with little like doll things hanging, not, not black dolls. They, that they didn't appear to be black, but are are you, cause I'm a kind of a, a guy of like maybe nooses a little bit too uh, real for Halloween. I know it's a Halloween costume or decoration, but I'm also like, you could just have a skeleton hanging there. You don't need to be hanging something. I, I agree that, but on the on the other hand, I also feel like yes, there is a history there. Mm-hmm. However, there is a larger history of that didn't involve yeah. any kind of any kind of racism. It was yeah, it was People a, just getting hanged. Yeah, it, it was it was capital punishment. 
mm-hmm. it wasn't specific to any any particular race at one point uh, i also and again this is me as a middle-aged white man saying mm-hmm. this so but also i also feel like people give too you're giving too much power to yeah. the visual mm-hmm. to continue to draw that uh comparison to it at all times yeah so while i don't think it is probably uh the most sensitive thing mm-hmm. to display and do. I also, on the other hand, feel like there's a slight overreaction mm-hmm. to that being used as well. But just if you're, if you're not, don't, why are you out to ruffle somebody's feathers? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, why do it? If you know, or think it might cause a fuss, why, why do it? I, uh, I was shot down by my wife, but I did want to crucify a skeleton on the front lawn and they'll be like what it's a skeleton i don't i don't know what it, what do you mean it's a skeleton but so maybe i won't do that this, this year Vinny. yeah yeah uh, feel it out uh despite all the best efforts of many schools and communities vandalism began to uh plague some celebrations in the 20s and 30s by the 1950s town leaders had successfully limited vandalism and halloween uh had it uh, evolved in more of a uh, holiday holiday directed mainly at kids due to the high numbers of young children uh, during the fifties and baby boom uh, parties moved from town civic centers into the classrooms or home where they could be more easily accommodated. And also the, the mischief and stuff like that. That's where they also encourage people to hand out uh, candy at their own homes. In theory, families could also prevent tricks being played on them by providing the neighborhood children with small treats. So essentially you're buying their good behavior yes. by saying, don't mess up my shit. Here's a Snickers. <laughs> I, I had also heard at one time that a rise in popularity during the 1950s and forties of Halloween was because a lot of the uh, soldiers coming back from world war two, mm-hmm. it was something that was a little more, it was family oriented. Mm-hmm. It was community oriented and it was viewed as uh, somewhat wholesome. And that yeah. it, it got kind of a, a boost because of that. I was also one of those kids though, by the time I got to be a teenager, I, I was doing the tricks along with the treats. Now I was going to ask what kind of tricks did you do? Because I never did any, halloween night tricks that was more about the candy but definitely you catch me uh any other month there were some tricks to be had <laughs> uh if you gave me shite candy mm-hmm. then you were probably gonna get uh something in return uh for <laughs> god this is some terrible shit uh, now let's put it this way i never did anything that was uh permanent damage to anybody's property yeah. okay mm-hmm. i'll say that uh other than I smashed the shit out of people's pumpkins. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that, they were going to go away anyway. They were going to rot anyway, but I, I would smash the shit out of pumpkins, uh, tearing people's <laughs> lawn bags of leaves okay. that they had raked up all across their lawn. I did that. <laughs> uh, soap windows. Uh, now what and... is that? What is that? Cause I never did that. What do you do with Like you just put soap on windows. Yeah. You take a bar of soap and you just, because okay. it, it's a pa- it's a pain in the ass to wash off. It's a, it'd be especially, like putting Vaseline on somebody's windshield wipers, but less <laughs> dangerous. Because especially if you get their screen too, like that, that's oh, impossible. Yeah. Uh, I I was once caught 
soaping uh, my elementary school's windows mm-hmm. by your wife's aunt after hours. Oh yeah, that yeah. <laughs> and uh, she 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 let me go. She caught me <laughs> red-handed and didn't turn me in or anything. And I never spoke of it again until uh, I found out that she was your wife's aunt at your wedding reception. Yeah, yeah. And I brought it up and uh, she remembered. <laughs> She's like, I-, I will keep my mouth shut if you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> uh, back in the day, I definitely, we uh, the, we would throw a lot of eggs on Ooh, stuff. See, but, I never did that. And that was like, that wasn't even Halloween. That was just kind of a, oh, let's go drive around and throw eggs at stuff. <laughs> so that maybe that's more malicious now that it had that had nothing to do with bad candy it was just let's throw some shit at somebody not not at people but it was always objects uh my dad took that to a whole different level when he was a kid uh he would for like the old people that would keep your ball if you they you hit it in their yard yeah those people uh were visited with he would he would quote blow an egg where you poke a hole in an egg and drain the yolk out mm-hmm. and then refill it with transmission fluid and melt candle wax over the hole to mm-hmm. reseal the egg. And that will eat car paint away. Oh shit. That seems like. <laughs> so that's some mean spirited shit. My dad would do. That's also like, that has a, like a high potential to backfire on you. Cause I, I never <laughs> poked a hole in an egg before, but I can't imagine it's. Also, Ed, when did that go away if you just started filling water balloons with transmission fluid? <laughs> I don't know, but I know that uh, I know that that's borderline sociopath shit right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, you're having a nice <laughs> omelet while the, the guy's paint's all chipped off. <laughs> uh, now, look, I also got to talk about, because I found this interesting, All Souls Day and, and Soul Cakes. Uh, which I'd never heard before. The American Halloween tradition of trick-or-treating probably dates back to uh, early All Souls Day uh, parades in England during uh, which festivities poor citizens would beg for food and uh, families would give them pastries called soul cakes in return to their promise to pray for uh, their family's dead relatives. So you'd go door-to-door begging for stuff. <laughs> My God, what a! I'd wear a mask then too if <laughs> if that was the case. Like, can I get a dollar? <laughs> like, yeah, that's rough. That's hard uh, times, Daddy. The the d- distribution of soul cakes was encouraged by the church as a way to replace the ancient practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. The pra- uh, practice, which was referred to as uh, "quote going a souling," like I want to go a souling. Uh, was eventually taken up by children who would visit the house in the neighborhood and be given uh, given ale, food, and money. So get your kid drunk, get him full, and then uh, send him on his way with some money. That doesn't uh, sound like a bad deal to me. To no, look, I'll, I'll, <laughs> if that's the case, I'll get a costume tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, the tradition of dressing up in costume for Halloween uh, has both European and Celtic roots. Hundreds of years ago, winter was an uncertain and frightening time. Food supplies often ran low for many people afraid of the dark. The short days of winter were full of constant worry. On Halloween, <clears throat> they believe ghosts came out uh, on the, 
to the earthly world and people. It's like you said before, Vinny, uh, people dress up in costume to avoid being recognized by ghosts and people would wear masks when they would uh, left their houses after dark so that the ghost would mistake them for fellow spirits. Dumbass so, ghosts. I know. Like how, how, how dumb are you <clears throat> that you're coming back from death, but then also can't realize that I got a rubber band <laughs> mask, you know? Like, boy, I thought that was a person, but it's she <laughs> Never, Never mind. Man, that is a clumsy ass flash. Look at him. <laughs> uh, now, I was going to ask, do you have any Halloween traditions, too? Because I know some of us tend to the month of October tend to have certain movies we like to watch and uh, and, and go to haunted houses or what, what's some of your Halloween traditions? Uh. I do have that's typically when I watch like the universal monster movies mm-hmm. this time of year always feels right for that. I've been watching a lot of the hammer horror movies this year. I try to get in the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, whenever it's available Halloween night, after I'm done with the trick or treaters, I turn out my light. I come in the house, take off my costume. I eat a popcorn ball that I've mm-hmm. saved back for myself. And I will typically, uh, he's usually got something streaming, or I do have a few DVDs at home. I typically watch Sammy Terry, mm-hmm. uh, famous Indiana horror host Sammy Terry, host a movie. And I much will... like uh, Elvira, but uh, for yes. for Indiana, not as Very uh, regional. Busty, so, <laughs> <laughs> and I will watch John Carpenter's Halloween. Is typically how I'll close my night out. Yeah, what a great gimmick to name your movie after a halloween that occurs every year <laughs> yeah and uh, if i'm if, if it's only like a weekend where i don't have to be in bed i will i will double feature that in halloween too yeah those are good back-to-back ones i think so because it's the same night it just stretches out technically yeah. november 1st but hey now you've also uh you've been on the show previously for like some uh spooky stories and stuff like that there's an episode back in the archives if you want to check that out but you've also worked at a, a haunted house as well yes i we haven't let's see we haven't had the haunt open pre since the pandemic mm-hmm. um but for probably 10 years every weekend in october Friday and Saturday, I was at the haunted house working. Mm-hmm. Do you miss that? Yes and no. Uh, mm-hmm. I miss. I don't miss not being able to do anything social. Yeah. For the entire month of October, that first year that we didn't have it was great. Like because mm-hmm. I went on the weekends and did things I never hadn't been able to do for a decade. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of miss it a little bit more. I miss because uh, I never well. Early on, I worked inside and would do a room with scares. Yeah. But for years, I worked out entertaining the line mm-hmm. that was waiting to get inside. And, and for the for you, the listener, like Vinny, you've been a, a pro wrestling manager. Mm-hmm. You've done stand-up comedy. You've been yep. a horror host yourself. Yep. Uh, you, you do a lot of stuff. So entertaining to so you, you're not uh, you're not unfamiliar with being entertaining. Right, right. Uh, and like now, I don't do the stand up really anymore. About the only thing I've been doing recently is uh, I, I'm a burlesque show host. Okay. And I'm a character when I do that as well. I, I 
stand up was the closest I ever was to being me on a stage. Mm -hmm. And even then that was a persona. I find it very difficult to just be me uh, on a stage or on a camera. But so I would, we would do quote scary outside Mm -hmm. and I was a drunk hobo clown, tipsy, Mm -hmm. the clown. And I would do, that's what I would do to entertain the crowd I'd bring them up on stage with me, do it with me. Or I just had a, by the end of it, I had kind of a gimmick I could do throughout the night of different songs I could hit. Yeah. And I knew, I knew about how long it took people to get through a line. So I knew I could start over again and it was mm-hmm. all new people. Yeah. You had a set you were working on. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you stayed for two times through the hot, through the haunted house, maybe you were seeing the same gimmicks over and over. Yeah. So the the character was he was grimy, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't jump scary scary. What mm-hmm. the idea for me was is that he was it was like when you're at a gas station or at a party and somebody who's really drunk that you don't know mm-hmm. comes up and gets within your space. It was that uncomfortable. That's what I went for with that character. Yeah, not not Michael Myers scary, but you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. with and plus. I don't necessarily have a person's face either, you know? So yeah. that was the idea behind that character. And I do kind of, I do kind of miss it now, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, yeah. I I know that I'm not, I'm, I'm 44 years old at this point, And I know that I'm not ready to ever go back to doing every weekend, but I also yeah. wouldn't mind going and maybe guest haunting at somebody else's attraction mm-hmm. a couple of times, you know? Yeah, to step in and uh, for a weekend and and relive it, but then also, it's also nice to just you're a family man, you're and also go do other fun things that aren't yes. working at a haunted house. Yes. Uh, now we've we've talked to through most of the quote history stuff that I have of how mm-hmm. how we got our origins, but there's some other superstitions that come with Halloween and throughout the year. One of them being uh, black cats. Mm-hmm. Are you a cat owner, Vinny? We have two cats and two dogs. Are they uh, any of them? Are any of those cats or dogs black cats? <laughs> the <laughs> dogs are not black cats. Okay, uh, and neither of the cats are black okay. cats. I'm, now, I'm not opposed to them though. Here at Casa de Brent, uh, we do have a black cat, and if many people have seen my my stand up, his name is Soup Cat. Uh, oh, yes. That's his nickname. So. I'm not going to explain it. You can go watch uh, my comedy somewhere, but <laughs> that's the big, you know, anytime a black cat crosses your path, that's supposed to be bad luck. Um, Now, back in the day, in the dark ages, elderly, solitary women were often accused of witchcraft and their pet cats were said to be uh, their, quote, familiars or demonic animals that had uh, been given to them by the devil. Can you imagine the devil is like, here, have this cat. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you uh, from owning cats and dogs, the cats are way easier than the dogs. Way, way easier. (laughs) Uh, just clean that box that they poop out of poop in every once in a while. Yeah. And and what? And check your shoes before you put your foot in it. Oh, did you have that happen? Did Uh, they shit in your shoe or did they get in the shoe? Pukey. Okay. Cats, cats are notorious for getting pukey in your shoes. Nothing will wake you up quicker in the morning than just to hear a cat go. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And you're like, no, no, on on the the hardwood floor or something, not the carpet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so gross. My cats tend to puke on things that you don't normally clean, like the curtains. <laughs> so that's great. Just... <laughs> Oh, good. You found like the one thing that we don't normally clean. Uh, yeah. And, and I don't know about you, but I am a, I am a closed blinds person mm-hmm. and nothing sounds worse to me than having no covering on my windows for any amount of time while I wash my curtains. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could definitely tell uh, how good a neighborhood is by whether they have real curtains or blinds or it's a uh, Colts blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Or a or a rebel flag hanging in the window That's is true. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, said often used as symbols as bad luck. Black cats uh, grace many Halloween decorations. Now the uh, the black cat's reputation uh, dates back to the Dark Ages, and then also another medieval myth uh, was told that Satan turned himself into a cat when soliciting uh, or socializing with witches. But nowadays, black cats, I have one. There's not such a stigma to him anymore. And even in places like Ireland and Scotland and England, it's considered good luck to have a black cat cross your, cross your path. So do you ever see, though, like on social media around Halloween time? Is there always that person in your feed who always posts something about if you have a black cat, make sure you keep them inside on Halloween night because people will abuse them and this and that or. I've heard do, that. Have you ever see this? I see yeah. it. Like there's one person like every year who puts this in my Facebook mm-hmm. feed around this time. It's the same people telling me to that, you know, fireworks on the 4th of July, you're scaring dogs. So don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't let off fireworks. Mm-hmm. And, and to I me, I, I say, know. fuck them dogs. I, I don't know that <laughs> how many people, I think if you're torturing cats, I don't know that you're going for, black cats i think if the cat is Uh, around yeah it's kind of that's more you know i think i think you're right yeah i think if if you're torturing cats you're probably not gonna mind what color they are yeah and to stop torturing cats by the way or any animal yeah don't do that don't do that Uh, we we do not condone that here no do you guys uh you do you carve pumpkins you make jack-o'-lanterns at your house yes that that is an i cannot god I'm trying to think of the last year that I didn't mm-hmm. carve a pumpkin. And even if we don't carve them, we we definitely, that's kind of a thing we like to do. We go to the pumpkin patch or some years if we're busy, we just get it at the store, which feels like cheating. But uh, <laughs> it's a fun ritual to go and pick out a pumpkin, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. And I, I have been known to carve multiple pumpkins. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when it's, we generally have a night and it's generally the week before Halloween. I always crack up when I see people like carving them up on October 10th. Yeah, like, it's going to be bad. By yeah, the time, it's going to yeah. be the most rotten pumpkin ever. Mm-hmm. So we usually the week of Halloween. And plus to me, that's kind of a, oh, it's getting closer. It's almost here type of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but yeah, we, we carve every year and my wife doesn't participate as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she likes to see the end product and she likes to be in the room. Mm-hmm. But she's she doesn't want to be elbow deep in a pumpkin and goo. scooping their yeah. guts out. But uh, yeah, I and I th- honestly think even if I didn't have any kids in the house, I would probably still carve a pumpkin. Yeah, I th- I, I mean, we don't have kids and we're he- over yeah. here carving pumpkins. But one of the uh, one of the weirdest shows I ever did was with DJ Dangler, comedian. You know him. Mm-hmm. And he was on a previous episode. I believe it was called Stripper Stories. <laughs> uh 
that I gathered from Reddit, but uh, we did a show in Michigan. It was around uh, Halloween and it was a Halloween festival. And uh, the sh- how the show went is we're on the under a tent on the lawn of the courthouse. Uh, only not with a real microphone that you would hold in your hand, but for some reason they had a lapel mic like you would clip to your <laughs> shirt. <laughs> oh, 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 so we're holding this little lapel mic in our hands. And while I'm on stage, the high school marching band goes down the street <laughs> behind me. So that that's th- how the show went. But before <laughs> the show started was one of the cooler things I've seen. And it wasn't an opener, just kind of a thing they had before our show started. This guy, his name's uh, Tom Nardone. I'm friends with him on Facebook still, but he's a like when I say professional pumpkin carver, I mean like September, October. But he does a bunch of corporate shows. He's been on Conan. I'm sure Good Morning America, all those morning talk yeah. shows. But he's written books on pumpkin carving. And this guy like was doing stuff I never thought about to do with a pumpkin. Like he had a drill and the circular drill bit, like you would cut a hole in the in the wall. Like he's drilling pumpkins and carving them in like three minutes, like doing a great job. But he's, you know, written books on it. Uh-huh. So but just something that's never crossed my mind to use anything other than a knife on a pumpkin, you know. Right. We we discovered recently putting a paint mixer on the end of a drill mm-hmm. to get the inside clean in no time flat. Okay. <laughs> so I recently discovered that one. That makes that a lot easier. But and I don't even do a whole lot. I've done the stencils, like the fancy. Yeah. I've done it, but I actually just still kind of prefer rudimentary triangular Classic eyes. face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rather old school when it comes to, to my jack-o'-lanterns. Um, well, let's talk about it, the jack-o'-lanterns, which is another Celtic folklore uh, thing that, that tells the tale of a drunken farmer named Jack, wouldn't you know it, <laughs> uh, who tricked the devil. And it doesn't say how, but I can only assume in a fiddle contest. Uh, given, yes. <laughs> But the trickery resulted in him being turned away from both the gates of heaven and hell after he died. Having no choice but to wander around the darkness of purgatory, Jack made a lantern from a turnip and a burning lump of coal that uh, the devil tossed uh, to him from hell. Uh, That was nice. Yeah, just here. Here you go. Uh, Jack, uh, the story goes, used the lantern to guide his lost soul as such. Uh, the Celts believe that uh, placing jack-o'-lanterns outside would help guide lost spirits home uh, when they wandered around the streets on Halloween. Originally made uh, using out uh, hollowed out turnips with small uh, candles inside jack-o'-lanterns uh, also frightened uh, any evil spirits away from your house. Can you imagine carving out a turnip? Yeah, that's, like, that's no. not even a hollow thing. Like the <laughs> things that you would like, you could do a watermelon, I think. You could do any, probably the bigger melons, but yeah, you know, can you imagine carving a banana? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just a turnip, but like of all things, mm-hmm. no, a hollow it, it out and carve a face into. And thankfully, I. They they got away from the turnips when the Irish potato famine happened in 1846, uh, forced the Irish to flee to North America. The tradition came with them, and since the turnips were hard to come by, uh, we use pumpkins. Which you know we make 
there's pumpkin flavored stuff. We do pies, but I, what else are we using pumpkins for? Vinny? That's a good question. That's a good question. And, and they're clearly not that difficult to grow. But no. yeah, what, what other use are you getting out of a pumpkin other than selling them to be carved for the occasional pie? Well, and then like, there's a guy that's by our house that has like a pumpkin farm or he, he sells mums and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, one of the things he does is at, after Halloween, he will donate the rest of his pumpkins. And you can do this too, I guess, as you take it to the zoo and they'll feed it to the hippos. Oh, okay. So I assume uh, you got to clean, you don't, don't leave a candle in there. Don't be feeding, you know, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the hippos the candles, but. The the great apes at the ape sanctuary that I uh, donate to in Florida, they also give the apes pumpkins okay. this time of year, and the apes will will eat the pumpkins. They go uh, ape shit over it. They do. They do. <laughs> I wouldn't want uh, to clean that kennel afterwards. No, no. Uh, we've got a couple more things, and we'll wrap up here. Uh, do you know much of this? Was something that I wanted to include uh, in this, just because I heard it a long time ago, and I thought it was interesting. Why witches ride broomsticks? I I don't know if I know that one. Okay. No. Uh, essentially, uh, the witch's broomstick is another superstition that has its roots roots in medieval myths. Elderly women, introverted uh, women, would uh, were accused of witchcraft. Were often poor and could not afford horses, so they navigated through the woods on foot. Uh, with the help of walking sticks, and some of them e- even used brooms. English uh, folklore tells that during nighttime ceremonies, witches rubbed, quote, flying potions on their bodies, uh, and they closed their eyes, and they felt that they were uh, flying. The hallucinogenic ointment, which caused numbness, rapid heartbeat, and confusion, confusion would give them illusion that they're often uh, soaring, and that those potions would make them sick so they would put it on the broom and then put it between their legs and ingest it that way well i i had ne- never heard any of this it make, yeah it's gonna make watching the wizard of oz way different from here on out yeah <laughs> so they're getting high via you know stuff between their legs Lord which have that's, mercy. that was interesting to me i was like that's crazy yeah you know? i've never heard that did you did you just make that up yeah, I did. I'm a little thing I'm working on over here. Um, wow. And then uh, this, what would you say is the most divisive candy uh, around Halloween? More in general. Uh, what do you, peanut butter kisses? Is that what they call those things that come in the black and orange wrappers? Oh, yeah. And those are, uh, I don't know what they're called. They're not. They're not Mary Janes because those say no. Mary Janes on it. It's it's they would be like a like a like like wax paper type wax thing. Paper. It's peanut either butter, orange, orange, it's orange or they're black. Yes, I don't uh, think the, that's what I was going house for. But vandalized when I was a kid. That got your your leaves torn out all over your yard if you get and your fillings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do like yeah. those. Those are some of my do favorites. You? Yeah, because you don't get those. Those aren't like a Christmas candy. You know, yeah, um, they're not as popular as they used to be either. Like, I, I don't know that those get handed out a whole lot these days. I don't think they make new ones. I just think <laughs> they take the old ones and they're like, we, <laughs> they're like heirlooms. Yeah, let's pass them on. <laughs> um, what I, what I was going for, Vinny, is is candy corn. 
people feel oh, strongly yeah. about candy corn. They do. Uh, I guess it was uh, invented back in the 1880s, began uh, being mass produced in the 1900s, and the original process to make candy corn uh, was was cumbersome because they had to pour each individual color, white, orange, and yellow, on top. So it was like pouring in the mm -hmm. colors and stuff. And originally that was called uh, chicken feed instead of candy corn. Okay. Uh, the so, only way I can eat candy corn is if it's mixed in with peanuts. Okay. You're having that's, a handful uh, like that, That that's the only way I can do it. Um, now we could end there. If you got time, we could, we could talk about this, but if you don't, I know we're probably at our about time. Do you have time to do a couple more things? Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's talk about the most popular candies, uh, from the last few years. What would you say is the most popular candy and maybe not even the last few years. Cause you could say overall in your lifetime, mm -hmm. what would you say is the most popular Halloween candy? Man, because we talked about the the orange and black things. It's got to uh, be Reese cups. Yeah, that is that's what this according to K R O uh, K I R O. Uh, I don't know where this news station's from, but uh, Reese's Reese's cups is number one on that. I, and I I think that works because of the packaging too. The it's orange. got a Halloween look to it. Yeah, yeah. year round. I think that's definitely got to help. We've also got Skittles and M&M's are the top three. Reese's Cups, Skittles, and M&M's. One, okay. two, three. Uh, Starburst. And then number five, This there was a separate list of popular Halloween candy by state. And this is where I call bullshit on both of these, okay. uh, of these articles because number five is Hot Tamales. Uh, who the... Those only come in like giant Dollar Tree boxes. Like, who the <laughs> fuck is giving those out? Are you just pouring a few out into a kid's bag? There you go, kid. You like cinnamon, like a lot of cinnamon. <laughs> and do you like, like the... do you like it to be stuck all over your teeth for three <laughs> hours? It's like Mike and Ike, but spicy. <laughs> yeah, it's like that list of uh, you know states' favorite candy. I don't remember what states, but there was only one state that their favorite was Snickers, which is dumb. Yeah, uh, you would think that would be way higher on the list. But then, like, there were like three or four or five states whose favorite Halloween candy was uh, hot tamales. Get the fuck out of here! That can't be true. That, have, just you, have you the ever seen a, Have you ever seen a snack size bag of hot tamales? Never. Maybe. Or what is it? Red Hots is the other one. Is the well, same kind of candy? Except a Red Hot has that harder candy shell okay. on it. My grandma always had that in a dish with peanuts when I was a kid. No, that's gross. Like yeah. it's not gross, but it's like I don't want cinnamon. Like that's not what I'm going for, you know? Yeah, I'm not drinking fireball. No. Yeah. If, <laughs> and if I am, I'll just drink fireball, you know. <laughs> also we have uh on this list Sour Patch Kids, Hershey Kisses, Snickers, Tootsie Pops and Candy Corn, which again, that was number 10 on this list. Colin bullshit. I, again, how is Candy Corn packaged? Have you ever seen it in anything but a five pound bag? And then like on a, again, on a, a coffee table or whatever, yes. maybe it's like the pumpkin candy corns, but even then like, no, it's just, that's kind of around. It's like what fruitcake during Christmas yeah, is just yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, 
I find that hard to believe. Now, what would you always say is like when you're eating your Halloween candy in February, like at the bottom of the bag, <laughs> like what Smarties? That was always at the bottom. Smarties are definitely at the bottom. Uh, Necco wafers. Do you remember yep. those? Mm-hmm. Those were awful. Uh, a lot of people don't like good and plenties. I happen to like them, but I'm a black licorice person. I like a candy that tells you exactly what it is. It's not great. It's good. It's good. And there's a lot of it. <laughs> now and laters, like that's the kind of shit like you almost had to put in the microwave to even try to eat because it's so old. Yeah. I've never had yeah. like a Starburst level squishy now and later, you know. I was I have always definitely been uh a hard candy last person. Yeah. Yeah, and like even like a sucker, I kind of count as a hard candy, but I'd rather have a yes. sucker than uh, you know, a root beer barrel or you know, lemon yeah. drops or whatever. Yeah, I've never that's that's why when I get my treat bags, there's but I, I start I used to just do all chocolate, mostly mm-hmm. chocolate, because everybody else is a cheap ass in the neighborhood and they give out the really generic bag of smarties and shit like that. Yeah. And I just noticed kids were getting had a bunch of shit in their treat bags. But I have noticed there kids if there's sour kids and there's chocolate kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I try that- to put a little starburst in some of them. Skittles are a good one to put mm-hmm. in there for that. Uh, one year I bought a whole bag of warheads and put them, mixed them in oh, with all yeah. the stuff. But yeah, kid, that's what kids, if they're generally one or the other is they like sour or they like the chocolate. That is my mood. And I, I don't go sour. I say fruit candy or chocolate candy. And sometimes I'm like, I'm a Skittles, uh, in a skid mood for Skittles. And sometimes it's a Snickers. Rarely do I get like, uh, those Tootsie Rolls that are fruit. Oh. Plus a Twix, you know, like it rarely <laughs> do I have, that's not a combo that I eat, you know. I'm not a fan of the Tootsie Roll, period. I like that. One time when I was in school, we uh, we tricked, We here's what we did. The teacher had Tootsie Rolls on her desk, so we took one and we ate the Tootsie Roll. By we, I mean probably me. And then we <laughs> broke a, a, a brown crayon. Took the wrapper off and then wrapped it back up with the Tootsie Roll. So, and I don't, I don't know if a kid ever found it, but man, was I kind of waiting for it just to, uh, for you to bite into a uh, Crayola. That's brilliant. That, that's right up there with uh, what I saw on social media when people said a great Halloween prank is to uh, the caramel apples instead put the tongue depressor things into an onion. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> and put the caramel on it. <laughs> oh, I would kill to watch a kid bite into something like that. I knew an oh. onion. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what would you say is the most popular Halloween costumes? Because I would say like vampire is probably the most generic, but also easiest to do. What I have found over the last five years of living in this neighborhood and getting shitloads of trick or treaters, I've found that I see less. Less mummies, less vampires, mm-hmm. less of the classic stuff. I still see Jasons, Michael Myers, and Freddy's out the ass. Yeah. So that they are the Wolfman, Frankenstein, and Dracula for for these the updated. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. 
I see a lot of that. I saw the last couple years a shitload of Pennywise the Clowns mm-hmm. from the new It movie, and I'm talking toddlers, parents having their toddlers dressed up as Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, um, too young to even see the movie, but let's make them Pennywise. Yes, shitloads of, of course, Marvel superheroes. Oh yeah, tons of that. Uh, but every now and again, I will. Oh, those inflatable costumes too, like a people, dinosaur. T-Rex. Yeah, pe- people love those inflatable costumes. But I love seeing the kids who they're. I like it when their shit is not store bought. That that always thrills me when I see a kid wearing something that's not store bought. I remember, and I think it was a costume that my my brother <laughs> had, which wasn't Steve Urkel. Um. <laughs> my mom made him like a Superman cape. And I remember wearing that just like riding around on my bike. That's like the quintessential. You see a kid riding around and, oh, he's got a cape because why wouldn't a kid have a cape? You know? Yep. Yep. That that was, that was great to when you try to keep your vacuum form mask from your Ben Knight, Ben Cooper costumes Mm -hmm. throughout the year. And they're just, the edges had cracks all the way through it. Sharp edges and, pinch your skin and yeah yeah god those things were shitty one of my favorite things to do every year was to we kept all the halloween all the holiday decorations in the attic in the garage was to get that stuff out and then be like oh i remember this this costume or whatever like i always love to do that kind of stuff uh especially with christmas stuff but uh to get all that out and see like uh oh this is this was uh an old decoration when i was a kid so this is yeah. like 30 years old type thing. My dad had a, a, a skull. It was just a cardboard skull, probably had a hole punched in the middle where you could hang it from a ceiling mm-hmm. or something that he always put on the front door. And it, ha- it was a skull, but it had like human eyes on the inside of it. And it was green. Mm-hmm. And though I remember the one side was faded so much, it looked like it was blue from where he had it in the front door every year. But that image will always be with me of, of, that thing being hung when I was a kid and dad has a dummy that he made before I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, the face of it is a latex mask of my dad's actual face from a okay. plaster mold. He did. He's had this thing forever. And my parents have lived in the same house now for over 20 years and they live in the middle of nowhere. They have mm-hmm. not had a trick or treater one time. And my dad still decorates the porch <laughs> every year with this dummy and a skeleton and some lights and shit. Never ha- I haven't had a kid out there in 20 plus yeah. years, but he still does it. Well, the thing is uh, I, we decorated our house for Halloween. I'll switch my, the records uh, on the wall to like the kids novelty, spooky records and uh-huh. nobody's seeing that, but it just makes you feel better. You know? Yeah. I've got, I do uh, led orange lights on the porch and I've got like three or four inflatables and I've got one of those projectors on the side of the house, like, mm-hmm. and I try to add something every year. But I, I want to be the house that 10, 15 years from now, these kids go, hey, do you remember that house over there that we used to go to? Man, that mm-hmm. dude always used to do it up. Because those are the houses I remember from when I was a kid. Yeah. The people who handed out candy in costume mm-hmm. are, are the houses that I wanted to go to and that I always remembered. We driven past the house uh, twice this Halloween season, and there's no less than 10, 12 foot skeletons and clowns. And then you uh, at this yard and you and you in your head, you're like, well, I know those are like three hundred dollars a piece if you got them retail. 
which they're all sold out. So then in your head, you're like, well, at least he's in for three grand without the extension cords, without all yeah. that stuff. And it's like, it's, it's not cheap to be festive sometimes. No, it's not. And again, it, who's it for? Yeah, it's for yourself. You 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 have fun doing it, but it, mm-hmm. I I love people do it because it's a gift to the neighborhood. It, it yeah. really is. Uh, well, let's let's wrap up talking about the uh, the most popular Halloween costumes. This is from a, a thing from the uh, the uh, theactoftimes.com, but it's through Spirit Halloween. Now, these are the po- most popular Halloween costumes from 1983 on this year. We don't okay. have to do all of them because I know we're a time crunch, but 1983 was Princess Leia. Uh, 1984, Freddy Krueger. 1985, Hulk Hogan. I've never seen anybody dressed up as Hulk Hogan. I don't think I have either. Yeah, this is where sometimes I I, I start calling bullshit on some of these costumes. Well, know? they just look to see who the top celebrity was back then and say, oh, yeah, that was it. Well, 86 was Care Bear. So I can imagine somebody's dressed up okay. as a Care Bear, you know? Yeah, uh, I just imagine a uh, an eight year old kid coming to my door and then doing the th- the Hulk Hogan thing where he <laughs> puts his hand behind his ear because he can't hear you, brother. Um, nineteen eighty seven. This is just a costume that you see every once in a while, whether it's Halloween or not. But where's Waldo? Okay, like you can't see anybody in a red and white shirt. And not think of where's Waldo. And you know, right. eight times a day when they wear that shirt, they get that stupid joke. And the, but I'm also like, you know what that shirt is? It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, '88 was Elvira. Okay. Uh, so I don't. I you know we could bring that back anytime if you want to. But '89, uh, <laughs> th- this is what's year the I percentage was of people who shouldn't have been Elvira. Probably a lot, but I, I still like to see it. Uh, 1989, the year I was born, and I could buy this, uh, Batman, the year that the that oh, movie yeah. came out. Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had a, a 90, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 91, The Terminator. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, thank uh, you. 92, Catwoman, 93, Barney. I feel like kids Oof. like Barney, but they don't want to dress up as Barney. I, I now that you say it, I remember back then seeing uh, those vacuum form masks. But by this time, it wasn't the vinyl smock. They had gone mm-hmm. to that super thin uh, material. Oh, for those yeah. Costumes. Uh, 94 Power Rangers. I could see that. I don't yep. know. I, maybe I was a little few years later on my uh, my Star Wars or my whatever. I'm reading Star Trek on the screen, but uh, we're talking <laughs> Power Rangers. God damn it. Star Trek. I know you're a big Trek, Trek fan, but I feel I like am. kids wouldn't give a shit about Star Trek. Right. Am I right? Well, in the 60s or 70s. OK, they would have given 1995. a shit. I yeah. can't imagine why in 1995 all of a sudden somebody wants to be Mr. Spock. Again, this is why I call bullshit on some of these lists. <laughs> 96 was a uh, scream or ghost face. You know, oh, forever yeah. I called uh ghost face. I was like, oh, that's scream. That's... <laughs> it's like if I, I called Michael Clark Duncan green mile, you know, <laughs> I remember uh, my oldest when we were at the store, he was probably, I don't want to 10 or 11 mm-hmm. and he wanted to be ghost face. And it was the one where, it had a little pump that looked like a oh, heart. Oh, with the blood that came it. down. Yeah. 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 
And I remember like subtly trying to steer him away from that because I just thought it was so generic and lame. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't win. He went as ghost face <laughs> that year. Well, in hindsight, he might've been right, Benny. <laughs> uh, fast forward through, through some of these years, Batman and Robin uh, South park. I remember my friend Casey okay. had a full Cartman costume and uh, like, <laughs> But we did. We always we thought it was Casey at the at the Halloween party at school. But he wouldn't take the head off. But we were like, well, Casey's not here. That's got to be Casey, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Matrix, Austin Powers. My God, uh, that had to be you, everywhere in two thousand. Do you remember that summer between? Yeah, baby, I did. <laughs> like, everybody came back doing a an Austin Powers impression. Yeah, for me that was uh, Beavis and Butthead. The first summer okay. that hit, and then the next year, everyone and their brother. And I'm sure the last big one was Borat. Borat, and and before that, uh, God, did, it, it slipped in my in my head. And then uh, I'm I'll see if it pops up here. I, what I was thinking was Napoleon Dynamite. We'll see if Napoleon oh, Dynamite's yeah, yeah. on this list. Uh, the SNL Spartan cheerleaders, 2001. No, I mean, that was nine 11. So we didn't have a lot to grab onto in 2001. So maybe that will <laughs> Ferrell. but again, I, I don't buy that. Uh, Spider-Man 2002, 2003 was just generic pirates. Okay. That's like, that's like Johnny Depp. when you watch like a, a, a horror movie, and they don't have the rights to costumes. There's always a pirate and a ninja. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was a ninja one year. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, 2005 was just generic Star Wars. It didn't say, uh, it, you know, Darth Vader or anything. 2006. I wonder how many of these were, uh, uh, like, uh, well-meaning people. It was a uh, Barack Obama. 2006 <laughs> uh 2007 again spider-man 2008 the joker how yeah today oh. you see a lot of jokers and by that you, i mean if, the heath ledger joker if you go to any convention of any kind I, I don't think it matters if it's comic book horror whatever can pop culture convention you go to somebody is going to be dressed as the heath ledger joker mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, Deadpool probably is on this list too if they go that far. Yes. Uh, Twenty eleven was Snooky and the situation. So you just <laughs> who who was okay. Uh, Twenty twelve, the Avengers. Okay. Uh, Twenty thirteen, the Twerk and Teddy. You remember that? Uh, it's not uh, Hannah Montana. It's uh, what's her face? Miley, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus had those twerking bears apparently. That's where you get into like, oh, this is the hot costume this year because it was also kind of a meme, you know. Okay, yeah. Uh, 2014, Frozen. 2015, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Ooh. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, 2016, Donald Trump. Of course. Ugh. Uh, Hocus Pocus, Fortnite. Fortnite again. And this one goes up to 2019. I'm surprised we didn't see any, uh, like I said, uh borats we didn't see any uh yeah uh yeah napoleon dynamite all that i'm sure again this is where you can call bullshit i'm surprised we just didn't see candy corn on this list (laughs) and they all lost at a contest at a bar to a guy dressed as a joint (laughs) hey give it to larry again (laughs) 
Uh, well, that's that's the history of Halloween. That's all you ever wanted to know. There's no more to There's Halloween nothing else than to be what gleaned. I just told you. That's right. Uh, let's do some plugs, Vinny. I'm a big fan of your your podcast that you do. It's called the Midwest Monsters. It's you yes. and three other Midwest monsters, and you uh, you talk about horror movies. We uh, do every episode. So, uh, do you uh, is, is there anything else to say about that show than what I just told you? Uh, this show there, we have a long back catalog mm-hmm. <laughs> for this show. I mean, the show has been on for what 10 years been doing it. I wasn't always a part of it, but I mm-hmm. have been for the last five or more years. Uh, we cover different stuff every time. We're not just recycling the same stuff over and over. And, uh, we're brutally honest with our opinions mm-hmm. on the movies uh, we do spoil the shit out of them, so know that going in. But you can find it on iTunes, and I believe you can also find it on Podbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, give us a listen. If you like what you hear, uh, leave us a review. And if you're a, a horror fan, you guys definitely, sometimes you're talking up to four movies in an episode. So oh, there's yeah. you find some ones that you didn't even know existed, and yes. then you sometimes you find ones that you didn't know you should avoid. Until yeah. you heard about them, and then you're like, "Oh, I should avoid this." <laughs> and we're, and we're four guys who love horror, but I think all four of us have pretty distinct flavors of what kind of horror we like. Mm-hmm. So we do the episodes, the Monster Mash, where we each choose a movie in the mm-hmm. genre, and everybody has to watch them, and then we go around and, and discuss them and our opinions on it. And I've been exposed to a lot of movies that I would not have watched on my own that I've actually really enjoyed. I've seen some I absolutely hated, but uh, so it's interesting. Yeah. If you're interested in that kind of thing, give us a listen. Midwest monsters podcast. They watch stuff that you should watch and watch stuff that, uh, so you don't have to. That's exactly right. (laughs) uh, Vinny, thank you for being on the history of Halloween episode. Thanks for having me on.